female podcast listener in Colorado writes in to ask this. Hello, Pastor John. With a heavy heart, I ask, first, what does Paul mean in Ephesians 5, verses 11 and 12, that instead of taking part in the unfruitful works of darkness, we're supposed to expose them? Is this talking about unfruitful works that others are committing against the Lord or our own? Second, if someone was claiming Christ and his gospel, leading in the church, yet living in sexual sin, are we supposed to do something about that? What would you say, Pastor John? The short answer to each of those questions is, one, exposing the works of darkness in Ephesians 5.11 refers to the works of others, not your own. And two, yes, leaders who are living in sexual sin should be brought into the light and dealt with in a biblical way. So those are the two answers. Now, what we need to do is to put those answers in the context of Paul's instruction about exposing darkness. Uh, The context is important because it shows the way that we expose the darkness is by being children of the light. That's the first thing it, it shows. So if you take the context, Ephesians 5, 7 following, it goes like this. Do not become partakers with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead, and then comes the phrase, expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret, but when anything is exposed, same word, by the light, it becomes visible. So the first way to think about what Paul is saying is that Christians, by the light, by the purity and love and beauty and Christ brightening demonstrations of their lives inevitably cause the darkness of those around them to be more obvious. I think that's the main thing Paul's saying. We we see this every time someone gets converted, and we see it in the Bible in 1 Peter 4, 3, where it says, for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, lawless idolatries, With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. In other words, the very brightness of the new life of the believers is what exposed the darkness. Paul intends for that to happen when he says, expose them. So the lion's share of our lives is not devoted to passing judgments on all the sinners around us, but rather living such lives of God-centered purity that darkness, that the darkness specifically of God neglect and impurity will just naturally be shown to be darkness, will be exposed. Here's another example of the, of the natural way it happens in 1 Corinthians 14 where it says, if everybody prophesies, so picture uh, some kind of gathering of Christians and people are sharing the word back and forth in in spirit-anointed ways, if everybody's prophesying and an unbeliever or an outsider comes in, he is, and here comes the word, it's translated convicted 
but it's the same word as Ephesians 5.11, exposed. He's convicted and exposed by all, and he's called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is among you. Beautiful. So again, the exposure or the conviction that happens is indirect rather than direct. In other words, it's it's the way the Word of God was being used in the service that brought the exposure of the darkness and the repentance. So one last thing on the leaders issue. She, she wants to know now, what about leaders? And Paul is so helpful here. He's not always crystal clear here, but he is so helpful because that word, expose, expose them, is precisely the word used to expose an elder caught in sin. So let me read that. This is 1 Timothy 5, 19 and 20. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Now, that's that's a warning to the church not to willy-nilly spread negative things about an elder or to pay attention to one person without more than one person. But here's the key verse, verse 20. As for those elders who persist in sin, expose them, or it's translated rebuke them, same word, expose them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. So if someone was claiming Christ and his gospel, leading in the church, living yet living in sexual sin, are we supposed to do something about that? The answer is a resounding yes from the Bible. Now, how you go about exposing something you have discovered will depend in part on uh, the nature of the relationship you have with the person caught in sin. And I would say the, the closer the relationship, the more uh, personal and private the initial rebukes and exposures will be. But since it's a leader who's involved, it cannot remain private or merely personal because there are too many other people's lives at stake. Thank you, Pastor John, and thank you for the question. You can search our archive of hundreds of episodes and download our podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and even send us a question of your own at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. Tomorrow, we have a question from a man who has a lifelong question on his mind. His childhood friend who loved the Lord and respected his parents died young. Doesn't this prove God's word to be false or unreliable? And it's a heavy question, and it's on the table tomorrow. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast.